Hey everyone, I just wanted to record a really quick message at the top of the episode. The composer of this game's music, Alec Holoka, Hol- um, uh was confirmed to have uh, committed suicide on September 1st, 2019. At the time that we recorded the episode, we didn't know that this was the case, so we talk about him like he's still a person, um, which rather tragically and unfortunately he is not. Um, I just didn't want to have any confusion there. Um, If you know anyone um, who is experiencing suicidal ideation, I'm sure you are familiar with all of the normal ways to help them. Um, Simply listening, talking to them, encouraging them to call national or local suicide hotlines um, because while they might not always help they do help some people Um, thank you for your time and consideration and now that we have started the episode on a down note let us bring it back up as you enjoy this episode on aquaria do 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 can you hear me yeah sweet uh okay i might have to fiddle with settings a second here uh, all right, should we? Yeah, let's get started. Okay. Uh, my name is James, and my name is Matt, and, and we're, we're talking, talking about, about games. games these days. days. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Happened again. Right. I remember this happening last time. <laughs> it's okay. It makes for a good uh, a good intro. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, due to the impending end of the world, yes, <laughs> uh, we are recording remotely uh, from our individual houses via the internet. Yes, which so means if the audio sounds weird or slightly staggered. Uh, that's why. Yeah, too bad. That's what you get. That's that's the end of the yep. world. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the game we're talking about this time is Aquaria. Water Metroidvania game uh, released in 2008 for the PC and Mac OS X, and then later um, released for Steam, um, as well as Linux, Android, and iOS. And apparently, 
Uh, it was one of the first, like, it was in one of the first uh, Humble Indie Bundles. Oh, that's cool. Maybe that's so. where I got it. Could be. That could be. Uh, and it's also, it's, it's, I feel like it kind of started, we, we were actually just talking about how it's, it's tough looking up a timeline of, like, Metroidvania games. Uh, yeah. If someone wanted to put one of those together, that would be useful. <laughs> uh, but I kind of feel like this was one of the first indie Metroidvania games to come out. Yeah, might have been might have been kind of the beginning of that sort of r- revival yeah. kind of thing. It was certainly early. That's, yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Can't off the top of my it's a 2008. I can't think of anything really earlier than that uh, that weren't like more metroid or castlevania games right yeah like when when did like fusion come out or like yeah that weren't like an actual castlevania or whatever those things i'm trying to avoid loud typing noises but (laughs) Uh, i don't think that's gonna be possible right we both have very loud computers oh metroid fusion came out in 2002 okay so it was significantly after that yeah, Zero Mission might have come Zero like Mission. the next year or like two years after. Yeah. I don't think it was too far after. Um, and even like, uh, I think the Metroid Prime games are also, they follow the Metroidvania format too. Yeah. Albeit first person. Right. Zero Mission was 2004. Okay. So that's getting a little closer. What about like Castlevania? Because there was all uh, those those mobile ones that were or not mobile, but uh, you know whatever. Uh, the uh, handheld yeah. ones. Yeah, I'm not sure when Order of Ecclesia came out, but it must have been around that time. Oh, I think that was the last DS one. Okay, Portrait of Rune came out in 2006, and then okay. Order of Ecclesia came out in 2008. Okay, so that's probably so. that's the Metroidvania contemporary for Aquaria. Yeah. All right interesting trivia (laughs) that's right um so let's talk about the setting yeah uh it's i mean it's there's magic yes Uh, definitely so that's it's got fantasy to it uh and it's got Uh sort of like i don't know i would say it's kind of similar to castlevania in setting like in terms of how they use you know there's like big chunky gears that drive machinery but there's also sort of like you know ancient gods and spells that you can cast right um like various civilizations um strange sort of intermingling of like real ocean creatures with like fantastical ocean creatures uh the majority of the game takes place underwater Mm -hmm. um there are also humans though or at least there's one human right so so yeah, I think that that counts as. I think I, I wrote aquatic fantasy, but that's yeah. <laughs> uh, water water punk. Water punk. Under underwater punk. Aqua punk. <laughs> Aqua deep, punk. Deep sea punk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's some kind of punk. <laughs> um, and it's also probably worth noting that um, all of the races of what you might call intelligent life. Uh, are humanoid races. They're like fish people. Yeah. Uh, Not quite mermaids, because they have, like, legs, but in that same vein. Yeah. 
definitely. Uh, and I guess we don't we don't want to get into spoiling story stuff right up front, so uh-huh. we won't go more into that. But there's yeah, a reason let's for talk it. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you want to hit the gameplay next, or uh, is there more settings? Well, there? should we talk about the like, like the story, like arc, like what's the general arc of things? Um, amnesiac protagonist. Um, meets with an inciting event that sort of shakes them out of their uh, day-to-day life and sets them on the course of finding the truth of their past. Yes, that's exactly what this game is about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so so for gameplay, um, you it's it's interesting because in some ways it's almost like a shooter. Uh, because yes. you can move, you know, in all directions because you're swimming in the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's still 2D. Uh, yeah. But, like, you know, it isn't a platformer. There's no jumping or ducking. Right. Uh, you can kind of choose a direction to swim in. You can dash in that direction, basically. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can sing songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, at any point during the game, you can pull up a circle of different notes that you can sing. Yeah. And then you you point towards the sequence of notes that you want to make a song mm-hmm. um what else so one of the big sort of uh gimmicks for it is the uh sort of the way that they tie metroidvania abilities to the different like forms that you can assume as you move through the game uh you kind of get to visit these places where these ancient uh, fish people civilizations have been and fallen. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you recover, like, an artifact related to them, or usually, like, defeat the boss of the area, then you obtain their form, and you're allowed to do the special thing that they do. Yeah. And, yeah, so there's, like, a there's like a separation between the, the songs that you sing to change forms versus yeah. the songs that you sing to kind of have, like, more... To tr- temporary effects kind of yeah so you can, um, you can and sing the song that like attaches a physics object to you so you can like yes. pick up a rock and pull it around or uh-huh. you can sing the song that turns you into the guy that shoots little homing missiles all over the place right um and thankfully although the um normal songs aren't tied to hotkeys all of the forms are mm-hmm. so you don't have to because i definitely ran into some parts where like I was in situations where I felt like I had to sort of swap forms on the fly. Yeah. Um, and that's a lot easier if you don't have to pull up the menu all the time. Yeah, it can definitely, like, in, in sort of the same way that a lot of shooter games sort of lead up to this point where there's just a lot going on the screen right now and you have to be, like, really on top of pressing all the buttons at the right time. Uh, uh-huh. You can definitely get sort of into situations where you're like, oh man, like I need to, I need to like change forms and then sing a song and then change it to a different form. <laughs> and if I mess up any of those steps, then it's gonna, I'm gonna have to start all over and guys are gonna hit me. Yeah, uh, definitely. So yeah, having those those hotkeys and stuff set up are, are really useful for that. Um, in terms of just uh, movement, though, and I don't know if this is just a. Uh, issue of the genre or like the way that the movement is presented but i often found it to be slightly imprecise Mm -hmm. um and to be fair like it demands less precision from you than like a traditional 
platforming Metroidvania game would, but the way that you kind of, I don't know, move in like you you move like you're flying essentially. So yeah. instead of moving like precisely up or down, your character has to whip around every time they want right. to turn. Um, and that felt like there were times when I was like, oh, I want to like avoid this thing that has come out at me, but oh wait, no, I can't because I have to like maneuver my character yeah. around in a way. Yeah, the the movement. I mean, it's it's definitely it's it's not as precise as platformers. That's that's for yeah. sure. Everything feels a little bit more like you know like floaty and like you're underwater. Right, <laughs> right. Which fits the theme, but does definitely get annoying if you're trying to have a tight control over play. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about the like the so there's a there's a whole item equip cooking system. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Which I found to be rather tedious. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like, I don't... I mean, other than maybe they just like crafting systems, like, it really doesn't feel like it fits no. into the game. First of all, how are you going to cook something underwater? Right. Like, that just doesn't Well, James, I think sense. you're forgetting that magic exists. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, sure, I okay. But, like... A wizard did it, and... <laughs> Um, and then more confusingly, so you find like recipes throughout the game. They're like special pickups, um, and they'll tell you how to craft more and more impressive foods. Right. Um, when you want to use a food from the menu, instead of like double clicking it, there's like a a bust <laughs> of your main character in the center of the menu. Um, so to eat the food, you drag the food into her face. Yes. Uh, but if I had never seen a tooltip that told me that, I would have <laughs> never known that. I know, right? <laughs> uh, and there's no there's no quick menu to use food items no. the way there was in that uh, sort of ditto game. Yeah. Uh, and when you're making the when you're making recipes when you're cooking stuff up, uh, uh-huh. you're given all of your ingredients in a wheel. Yes. But not all of your ingredients fit on a wheel. There's pagination. So right. you have like 12 items in a circle or eight or whatever it is because you can point in different directions. Uh-huh. And then you page over to the next one, there's another eight items. And then page to the next one, there's another eight items. Which means that if you have items that are sprinkled across three different pages, you have to go mm-hmm. through, drag one over to your cooking pot, go to the next page, drag one over to your cooking pot, go to the next page, drag one over your cooking pot, and then you've made one of those things. Never mind that maybe you have enough ingredients to make like eight of <laughs> to them. To make multiple, yeah. You're going to do that eight times. Uh-huh. That's, That's not great. Yeah. And I kind of like the idea that like you... I like, I like the idea that when you come back to your home base, you can stock up on stuff. Uh-huh. But I actually think that in this case, uh, this is something that even Salt and Sanctuary did a better job at. Where Whoa. I know, right? <laughs> I like that callback. <laughs> uh, because in that one, you know, when you picked a different like uh, cult to follow, uh-huh. every time you saved at a save point, it would restock whatever special items that cult give, gave you. Yeah. And if this did something similar to that, if it said, oh, you know, through your supplies during your travels, 
you've gathered enough raw materials to make, you know, five healing items and three fast swimming items and whatever. Uh-huh. That would be so nice to just have it do that automatically. You can just check in at yes. your home base and then head out to the next sort of dungeon, essentially. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't find myself, other than the first time that you go there, I didn't really see a reason to ever go back to your home cave. Mm-mm. Which uh, is too like bad. You, yeah. The only thing that I noticed is, like, the cooking pot there allows you to cook three ingredients instead of two. (laughs) (laughs) So you can make more complex, like, recipes. But other than that... Oh, and there's, like, uh, collectibles that you can pick up uh, around the game that will pop up there once you've grabbed them, which is, like, fun. Right. There's also... And they do little environmental things that are related to them. Right. There's also, like, a little... um, Every time you get a new ability that unlocks a path forward, there's another uh-huh. segment of a path you can unlock in your home area. Oh, really? Yeah, like it has a puzzle that huh. that like it starts with the uh, it starts with one of those pearls that you have to charge up, mm-hmm. and then like maybe the next step is a rock that you have to move out of the way, and then the next step is a whatever the huh. thing is. Um, Interesting. So there's like that little thing. So I don't know. I. I do really like the idea that you can, like, go home and, like, rest for a second and check in with, you know, how your main character is doing, basically. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I don't think that they did a good enough job of making that a game element. Yeah. It could have been more, better better integrated. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about the, the UI? Um, I guess we're already kind of talking about that. That's... I, I think that it's a little bit cumbersome. Like, it, it throws yeah. a lot of options at you, and it doesn't give you a lot of shortcuts to avoid engaging with it. So, yeah. like, there's a lot of times where it feels like it's just it just takes a lot of time to go through all the menus to get to all the things you want until you finally mm-hmm. get back to playing the game. And especially, like, one of the yeah. things that I, I, I really like, like, the world that it takes place in, and, like, uh-huh. the music really helps with that. Like, it's a, it's a fairly immersive game, Despite yeah. being about like a magical underwater princess, uh, <laughs> and I feel like jumping in and out of the menus and having to deal with sort of like the, the, uh, I don't know, the the friction of that sort of takes you uh-huh. out of the the game a little bit, which is a shame. Oh. Yeah, um, and also like the menus themselves just don't feel very intuitive. Mm-hmm. So like there, I don't think there's a a map button to like bring up a full map. You have to click on your mini map to bring up the full map. Yeah. Or like you don't hit I or something to bring up your inventory. You just hit escape to bring up the the menu. And then like you've got little icons in the middle that represent different tabs. Yeah, but if you weren't massing, mousing over them, you would never know that they were actually supposed to be something to interact with. They really just look like decorations. Yeah, I, that actually struck me, too. Like, I decided to try... So, I played this for the first time, like, when it came out, so back in college. Right. Uh, and I used a keyboard and mouse then. I tried using uh-huh. the controller this time. Oh, uh, yeah. And, yeah, I, I noticed the same thing. I was like, if I didn't know that these led to different, like, menus... I don't even know how I would use the control. Like, I wouldn't know to look for it, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. Um, yeah. And then there are just, like, a lot of things that, like, 
I know, like, you don't have to lock everything behind, like, question marks until you unlock it, but there are a lot of, like, tabs that you just don't do anything with and, uh-huh. until much later in the game. So there's, like, a whole separate tab for pets. Right. I, I never found a pet. Okay. Um, I, I know, like, what they are, but I don't... I never found one. Right. And then, like, a whole separate tab for outfits. Mm-hmm. Which, you know... Yeah. Like, I picked up one. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, it, it's just, like, a lot of... I don't know. It's not very well utilized space, I right. guess. Well, and it kind of leads to that thing where if you... Remember, we were talking about this in Blasphemous, when there are these different categories of items, but it doesn't tell you when you pick something up what category that item belongs to. Yeah. So, if you've noticed that your pet category is empty... Anything uh-huh. you pick up might be a pet, as far as you know. So, like, if you know, <laughs> right. if you're trying Fish to stay eggs, on top of it, you always be like, "Well, like, I should check my menu again and see if there's something new available here because I don't understand yeah. where the things in this menu come from." <laughs> right. Whereas, like, maybe what they could have done is just made it not accessible or like made it question marks. And at least yeah. that way you know you're, like, I, I think, uh, doesn't Symphony of the Night do that with, like, menu options mm-hmm. that you can't do anything with? Yeah. And then at least you know that there's something you're missing. Right. Or, like, something you're working towards. Right. And I think it does, in all fairness, when you do get your first pet, I think it does take you into the pet menu and say, hey, you oh, should yeah. turn on your little guy that you just got. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, until then you're just kind of like, well, I don't know, I feel like there should be something here and I don't know when there will be something here. Right. Um, How do you feel about the difficulty curve? a little bit easier than I remembered but it still Hmm. had sort of like a surprising difficulty spikes uh, mostly around bosses yeah that's Uh, what I noticed right so like a lot of times if all you're doing is like navigating the environment or like solving puzzles or I don't know sort of collecting raw materials to eat like all that stuff is pretty straightforward I never felt like I was in much danger for most of the sort of like traversal parts of the level Right. Um, but when you come up against a boss, it gets really hard really quick most of the time. Yeah. And unfortunately, the bosses that I encountered, at least, are usually um, puzzle bosses. Mm-hmm. Or they have a gimmick to them, which is good. You know, that right. is something interesting to do. But they weren't very good gimmicks. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> Uh, the second boss in particular I found very frustrating. Yeah. So he, like, tries to suck you in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
like he'll get up close to you and like fire laser beams well first of all it's really just hard to tell whether or not you're ever doing damage to him or not yeah but then what the game wants you to do is like every once in a while an enemy will pop in it wants you to hit the enemy use your manipulate spell to pull him over so he gets sucked into the boss which does damage to him and then he gets angry and you can shoot him for a little bit yeah but there's nothing like why would you ever do that right and you have to do it so much yeah like, like even even having the gimmick to it like it is kind of a cool like oh you know he, he makes the guys attack you and then you hit him back with his own like guys that are now poisoned that he sucks up because whatever uh-huh but like it's it just it's it gets so tedious like you just keep mm-hmm. doing that and doing that and doing that and it's there's definitely a, a few times where i felt like okay like i get this boss already and i'm, I'm just <laughs> tired of like having to go through it one more time yeah yeah um also i feel like there's a um we just got done talking about how weird and out of place the uh like cooking system is but there mm-hmm. i also felt like there was a scarcity of ingredients oh so really? like i felt like i mostly had enough ingredients okay i don't know because i felt like for bosses which is when i was really using a lot of healing items yeah. like i was running out or i was maybe i just wasn't like utilizing my ingredients properly, <laughs> but. right well you can definitely like you can get a little bit sidetracked picking up stuff like yeah. you can you can kill a lot of neutral enemies and there's a lot of cases where there's little like there's like the little song pods that you have to sing yeah. in harmony with to make them pop open there's little leaves that you have to pull up uh-huh. to it's like you can you can pick up a bunch of stuff but to be fair like that is farming which i don't <laughs> like uh, <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean i basically once i got the shooting form my my main thing was to like swim to the place i thought i was going and shoot things along the way and if they happened to die and drop a thing i would pick it up yeah and if they didn't then i don't care yeah (laughs) and i think that that probably speaks to how the game feels like it's kind of slow sometimes and you just want to kind of like get through it to the next thing yeah let's Um, that was can we circle back to that in one sec Sure. Because the one other thing I wanted to say about the AI, or the, not the AI, the UI stuff, uh, uh-huh. is about the map. So so one of the key parts about Metroidvanias is that as you traverse the environment, you're supposed to recognize features that will stick yeah. in your memory. And then once you pick up the item to traverse that feature or unlock it or whatever, you remember, oh, like I saw a big rock there. Or like I saw uh-huh. a platform that I couldn't jump to. I need to go back yeah. there once I get the item. I'm not sure that Aquaria did a super good job of that. Like, no. there's it, it. It's really weird too about like the things that it chooses to mark on your map. So, yeah. did you find those those big like cyan colored pods that have the little ridges on them? And like uh-huh. those would always merit a map marker. Yeah. Uh, and for all the ones that you find in the beginning of the game, you don't know what they do or why they're marked on your map, but there they are now. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, you've got like the big rocks that you need to move using telekinesis. You've got the, the pearls that you need to charge up. 
those uh-huh. don't get any marks on your map. Right, or the uh, the jets of like hot water yeah. that block your progress. Those don't get marked either. Right, the areas of um, darkness that you you just can't get through because you can't see anything. Right. Uh, oddly enough, though, boss battles that you've completed get marked. Yeah, that are completed. Like, why would you ever go back there? Right? And you get uh, two custom markers that you can drop on the map. Only two. Only two, we're, yeah. We're talking, like, this is a, it's a computer game. You could give them an infinite number <laughs> of markers. Like, why are you being right. stingy about it? <laughs> that's, uh, that's, like, that's not even a new, like, you could do that in Elder Scrolls 1. Yeah. Yeah, there's no reason to, to be arbitrarily, like, mean about that. <laughs> yeah. Um... Well, and part of the problem, actually, so this this will feed into one of the things that I found really frustrating about this game is just how big it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes forever to get anywhere. Yeah. Um, even even once you get the uh, like speedy, fast swimming form, right? To get from one part of the map to another takes a really long time. Yeah. Um, and after the first couple of dungeons, the world kind of does that sort of, oh, you can go anywhere now. Right. Um, but the problem is, like, checking the places is very, very tedious because it takes a long time. And you can go really far into an area before you realize that there's a thing that you can't do because you don't have the right ability yeah. yet. And then you have to go all the way back right. and find another place to go. And there is, there's, there's a little bit of, there's those fast travel turtles, right? I only ever found one of them. Well, I mean, eventually you find more. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. yeah, like obviously they're, they're few and far between uh, yeah. to the point where, yeah, like if you, if you somehow manage to remember that in the first dungeon you were in, there's something that you can go back to with a new ability, you uh-huh. are going to have to spend, like, I don't know, I didn't even know how long it would take to 10, 15, 20 minutes, maybe, to get back yeah, into there. Yeah, maybe. Uh, which, I, th- I think part of it, too, is that I'm, I'm not sure why I mine that more in Aquaria than I did in, say, uh, Hollow Knight. Yeah. Because I think sometimes Hollow Knight had a real similar problem. Where I would be like, I can tell that this part of the map is not explored yet. I don't remember why I didn't go any further there. Yeah. I'm going to have to, like, really struggle to get there again. But I don't know where else to go. You know? Right. Uh, I, I think it's probably just because Hollow Knight's a fantastic game and it could get away with anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, I mean, for as, like, innovative as maybe Aquarius. Uh, movement is I don't think it's quite as fun or engaging as like Hollow Knight or I think that's Symphony true. of the Night unfortunately yeah uh, uh, yeah can we, we, I guess we can keep talking about the like the pacing yeah uh, um, go ahead oh I, I mean it's it's slow it yeah it sucks too especially because I in, in playing it again, I kind of remembered all the stuff that I really liked about it and, and didn't like so much about it. And, yeah. like, a lot of the stuff that I don't like is around the pacing. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like there was maybe, you know, the the, the story is pretty engaging. The, you uh-huh. know, the world that it takes place in is a cool idea. The music is phenomenal. Uh-huh. And it's really just sort of like the tediousness of navigating the environment and navigating the UI 
yeah. that really is a huge roadblock to actually making mm-hmm. progress in the game. Yeah, and because everything is so spaced apart, you know, uh, it's hard to get... Even if you knew where the next place you were supposed to go is, which you don't. Right. Um, <laughs> that it would take forever to get there because you, the map is so big. Um, one of the things that I was kind of thinking about, um, which is present in a lot of Metroidvania games but not in this one, is its map isn't made on a grid. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that hurts its navigation as well. I think that that definitely hurts its navigation. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, again, that's that's a thing that kind of sucks is because, like, from a design perspective, it's cool that it makes it everything so, like, organic feeling. Yeah. You know, it feels like these could all be like, you know, lava tubes and like tunnels that animals have burrowed out and like underground uh-huh. civilizations that once had a nice grid system but have been really ruined now. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, it also I, I think that it makes it hard to do pathfinding for like how you yeah. remember where you've been and like how uh-huh. you got there because there's a lot of times where I'll be like, "Well, I don't know." There's nothing about this tunnel that I'm in right now that tells me where I am <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. You know, like, right. I can't tell that, like, oh, you know, this is the area between the haunted forest and the scary dungeons. You know, like, it, it didn't have yeah. as much of those sort of, like, visual signifiers that really good Metroidvania games have. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, like, you could... I The thing that I I think is kind of unfortunate is you could, like, totally still do that thing while having your map on a grid you know like there are areas in uh like symphony of the night where like a room is multiple grid sections it doesn't have to be each square is a room oh yeah just as long as those squares line up in a way that makes sense yeah that sort of there's like a logical separation between different pieces of it as opposed yeah. to it just being one long sort of flow. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I think maybe that's a maybe that's a little bit of a theme is like in in service to the uh I don't know, like the atmosphere or the setting of the game, I think yeah. there are a few times where the actual gameplay suffers because of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, um the map overlaps. So it takes place oh, yeah. in a 2D world, but depending on what section of the world you're in, it's represented as overlapping with other sections of the world in a way that's not at all useful to you. Yeah. So you'll be like, I, it, I don't know. It, if you look at something like, like Super Metroid or like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, uh-huh. you always go from one room into another. There's never any confusion about which room in the map you're currently in yeah whereas i feel like that happens all the time in aquaria yeah there's certain times when you go like you're in a cave but then you go towards the background into a cave right and that on the on the mini map takes up the same space yeah but there's no way to like if you're not in that background cave there's no way to look at that space from the minimap. Yeah. I think that really hurts people's sense of where they're at in the world. Right. 
which is unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> it is unfortunate. And I mean, like, 3D, I mean, just thinking off the top of my head, the couple of times when I had to have, like, uh, for as much as I like uh, Valkyrie Profile, mm -hmm. its maps are kind of, like, weird and convoluted in that way. Yeah. Um, and, and it, to its credit, it does try and, like, depict a mini map with a three like a third dimension to it right but it's not very easy to like manipulate and view no no actually i think that's a that's a pretty good comparison like it's it's tough to find your way in the same way that the valkyrie profile has trouble yeah except even worse because it's it's underwater and you can move in all directions <laughs> <laughs> right and it's possible that you could be moving forward through a section in a in a way that shows you a part of the screen that you never see if you're coming back through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could literally traverse the same space and never know that you were going through the same space again. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. I think so too. Um, in, in general, it has kind of a I don't know, like an artistic style to it, almost like a like a hand drawn or painted yeah uh, kind of look. Kind of reminds me of like like flash animation, and I mean that like in, yeah. in a good way, like because uh, yeah. again, um, Salt and Sanctuary kind of has that same thing where every, everybody kind of has hinges to them, and uh -huh. like everybody kind of looks like like animated puppets a little bit. Yeah, although I would say this game looks far better than yes. in that regard than Salt and Sanctuary. Yeah, game. definitely. Um, there's a when you oh, when you die, um, there's a very like sudden close up of your face. Yeah, and your eyes slowly close, and I always found it very unnerving, and I I don't really know why, other than like. I don't think you ever see anything else in the game with that much detail <laughs> as, like, your death, like, animation for three frames. Uh-huh. Isn't that, uh, isn't that kind of like, oh, I, I died, but it was just a dream moment? Um, no, I think it just takes you to a game over screen. Oh, okay. I don't think it's like a Prince of Persia. Oh, maybe you're right. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Let me start over. That wasn't it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. There is a... It does a pretty... I, yeah, I feel like overall the graphics are, are pretty good. I think there, yeah. there's some things that come with that style of animation where sometimes things don't feel like they have the right sort of like... Uh, I don't know, like, like inertia or like weight to them. It feels uh-huh. like people's arms just sort of like... <laughs> flip around or like move way too slowly without sort of like acceleration and deceleration. Uh huh. Um, but I, I don't know. It didn't really bother me. Like it was, no, and it's, it's colorful and it's good at like communicating the visual information that it needs to communicate. Yeah. I, I noticed that too. Well, especially like, you know, re- like red things usually hurt you. Yeah. Like things that are green and blue are usually useful to you. That sort of stuff. Uh-huh. Also, um, since all of your... I guess we didn't really talk about the singing uh, oh, mechanics. Yeah. But, so, like, when you're in your bass form, uh, you can uh, you can pull up, like, a radial menu um, that has 12? 8? 8? 10? 12? 8? An amount yeah. <laughs> of <laughs> notes um, that are all color-coded... Um, one of the things that you'll run across um, in the game as you progress is these little like balloon plants uh, that are the same color as one of the notes. Um, so, like you can sing at them and they'll pop. Right. Um, but that's all very uh, easy to figure out too i don't remember is there like a tutorial message about that i think the first one you find it tells you a little thing about that okay it's cool too because those plants give off like a little aura of light that matches the the color you're supposed to sing and sometimes Uh you can find them sort of tucked away behind things just by that aura and be like oh like i can i can sing next to this rock and it'll pop the (laughs) the bulb behind it or whatever Uh uh-huh it's kind of a cool system yeah uh, there's also there's lots of little stuff. I guess we can we can kind of segue into audio as we talk about this because there's a lot of cool things that respond to the singing mechanic. Uh, yeah. Like, did you notice there's sometimes there's little like fish that follow you around and like glow the color of whatever note you're singing. I didn't notice that. I noticed that there was sometimes there's uh, fish that follow you around. I didn't notice that they change colors though. Yeah, and that. All of the music, all the way through, is always uh, composed in, in, in a key in such a way, or maybe maybe it's the notes that you can sing are shifted in such a way that it always matches the music. Like, you can literally yeah. sing along with the music very easily because they've picked, like, a probably, like, a mode, I guess, that, that is very convenient for that. Yeah. I don't really remember enough of my music theory to, <laughs> to be detailed about it, but... Yeah, like the Uh notes that they give you will not clash with whatever the background is. Yeah, totally. Um, And actually, there's a... um, Do you want to move just straight into audio? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, um, so Alec Holoka. 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 Yes. uh, Composed the soundtrack. There's a little bit that I 
uh, just pulled from the uh, Wikipedia. Hmm. That's about it. Um, that says uh, they then de- developed the game and story in a roughly linear manner, creating basic designs of each region and then coming back in to fill details. Uh, they felt this allowed them to create interesting ideas at the beginning of the game and then fill them out and resolve them towards the end. One of these ideas was that the that of the verse um, <laughs> Holoka I'm so sorry, Alec. Yeah, who knows? Um, <laughs> realized partway through development that he had been using the same 12-note sequence transposed into different keys throughout the music and realized that that idea of pervasive musical theme uh, could fit in well with the story. Oh. So it sounds like that almost came about just sort of organically. That's pretty sweet. Like, yeah. I I am willing to unreservedly say that the soundtrack is my absolute favorite part of this game. Yeah, that seems fair. And not even I mean like like not even in comparison. Like it's not even like oh like the rest <laughs> of the game was so shitty that the audio is the only thing that was good about it. Right. I mean like like out of all of the video game soundtracks that I sit down and listen to regularly, uh-huh. I, I feel like it's like like Aquaria and like Shadow of the Colossus and like mm-hmm. a few Final Fantasies and Castlevanias and Metroids. Uh-huh. Like it's very top tier in terms of like just uh, like an album that you can sit down and listen to worth the music. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's nice because it's not. I mean, like it's very sort of tranquil. It's yeah. not uh, invasive, so you can just have it sort of on in the background. Yeah. I remember uh, when I was playing this. Oh, actually, you know this this dates it for me. Uh, it's okay. when I was it's when I was first uh, the second place I was living. Uh, one of my roommates at a time. Like I, I popped out of my room at some point, and he like poked his head out, and he's like, "What have you been playing?" Because like you just keep <laughs> I just keep hearing this super good like music like bassline in the background. Uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm playing this game where like all the music all goes together and like, it's <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's, it's very recognizable as mm-hmm. like well put together. And, and like you said, like nice, comforting, soothing, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, so that guy, Alec Hallowa, uh, uh-huh. went on to do Towerfall, uh, which was a fun little game. And I don't know, I don't remember the music about that as much, mostly because you spend most of that game like screaming at your friends that you're playing with. Oh. Have you okay. have you checked it out before? No, I don't think so. It's like a... Uh, it's like... I might actually have this game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you would call the genre. Like, it's, it's like Smash Brothers, except yeah. you're little guys with arrows. Okay. And it's like really quick turnaround matches. It's really fun. Okay. Sounds um, fun. And then after that, he did Night in the Woods. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So it's pretty, it's, it's a talented guy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there, There is some voiceover stuff, like oh, narration. Oh, yes, there is. That's right. Uh, the narration was fine, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that the, the voice actress that they have for Nadja... Nigel? Nigel? <laughs> what was her name? <laughs> For the I main character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did a great job. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's got a very nice voice. She does... She sounds like she's reading the lines like she's a real person. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Yeah. Totally. Uh, and the sound effects and stuff are all perfectly serviceable, I think. Yeah, they they work fine. Uh, 
I don't remember anything like standing out particularly. Yeah. Um, did you have a, any like favorite tracks or themes? Uh, not not really that were memorable. But um, I have to admit that like I kind of stopped playing this game a little earlier than I do most games. Yeah, just I know. Because me too. The gameplay of it uh, was very discouraging. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe if I spent more time with it, I would have oh. had more memorable songs. It definitely has like little bits that are stuck in my head, uh, mm. and especially since like so much of the album sort of runs together, it all has that same theme to it. Yeah. That like, I don't know exactly. Like, there's one of the sort of like, uh, like like hurry up and do something themes. I don't remember if it's like a boss battle or what. But mm. there's one of those in particular that I really like. And even that first intro track where she's giving the whole, like, this is the verse. It binds <laughs> us together. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that. I don't know. That one's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. The verse flows throughout Aquaria, through each ripple and wave, through every living being. The verse binds us all as one. The verse binds us, narrator and explorer. My story will become your own, and yours will become mine. You will live my life through my eyes, and you will learn the truth. Or even like the, the, uh, her little home theme, that's sort of like really quiet and like has the little... It's like a, like vibes or chimes or something in the background. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I love the soundtrack. I don't need to keep babbling about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. okay. Story? Yes. Uh, What's the story? Um, <laughs> here's... Okay, so the story... I, I don't know what the story is. What's the story? <laughs> okay. Uh, well... I only know what I read from the Wikipedia article, but well, this is the basic, the, the broad strokes of it. Okay. Uh, your character, your main character, Nyja. Nyja? Uh, Naya? Oh. Maybe it's a soft maybe. J? Could be. I don't think anyone ever says it, so who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, is a... Is a fish person, yes. the last fish person <laughs> of her race. Um, previous to the events of the story, she just like spends her days singing and swimming, mm-hmm. and that's it. Not not a care in the world, nope. not a mind towards higher things. <laughs> uh, and then one day, she finds a, a ghostly sort of creature that uh, touches her. And kind of unlocks these visions of uh, other other fish people races. Mm-hmm. Um, so she leaves her house for the first time and sets out on an adventure, blah, blah. Um, as you explore, you kind of come across various different fish people civilizations that have sort of flourished and then fallen. Mm-hmm. Usually connected to either like some sort of uh, like hubris in their uh, practices or like being tricked by an evil god or 
you know, something like that that has caused the fall of them. Uh, I think you even find the castle where, like, your people used to live. And maybe you actually are a princess? I think so. Um, and your mom and dad were, like, king and queen of the fish people. Yes. Um, as you uh, find more races, I think you figure out that it's actually, like, God, like or the god of the world uh, yeah. the creator uh, that that's kind of casting down these uh, various fish people races as they get like developed enough well or he's been kind of like he keeps trying to make fish civilizations and it just keeps not working out very well yeah, Your, yeah. yours was the first I think maybe um, there is sort of a, an intrinsic connection between you and him though because he also like created the verse mm -hmm. you know the like special magic for everyone yeah um yeah so you have to stop him yeah I yeah for some reason uh you also meet a human diver who's like exploring the ocean towards the top of the map and you fall in love with him and, like, have a baby with him. <laughs> you know, like you do. Um, right. <laughs> uh, but it, it's revealed that, like, the creator was a child that was dropped in the ocean. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, his spirit bonded with the the spirit of the ocean. And, and the verse is specifically, like, the verse of the lullaby that his mother used to sing to him right it's like the only thing that he managed to retain from his previous life yeah which is super cool i yeah. like that a lot that's a cool idea yeah well and you di okay so the first time i played this game was a long time ago sitting down to play uh -huh. it again i do not remember at all that opening cinematic being there oh yeah that whole sequence where you're like escaping a burning city and you dive into the ocean. Like uh -huh. that was completely new to me. I didn't remember that at all. Huh. And, and Maybe like, it was added. What's that? Maybe it was added later. Could... Like for the steam release. Yeah. It could be actually. Uh, but it's a little bit weird too, because it doesn't relate to the beginning of the game at all. Right. Like, so as it as it eventually comes out spoilers obviously uh that you know that is the that's the guy right like that's the kid falling yeah. into the ocean that eventually becomes the god that creates your parents and you and the rest of the civilizations and blah 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 uh -huh. but like it's it's just a weird thing to show you right up front and then just leave alone for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of gameplay yeah that's true yeah uh so yeah, that's. I mean, I don't. I don't know why exactly you come into conflict with him. I don't know uh, either. You beat him. <clears throat> like, weren't you just happy living on your own and singing? <laughs> but not. Not once you knew. Not once you the knew. entirety of what was outside. That's you know? right. I mean, I guess technically, maybe he did kill your parents and like all of <laughs> your like race. Yeah, I guess maybe. <laughs> um, so you know maybe that's a good reason but the yeah you you fall in love with the human and you have a baby with him and 
and it's revealed if you get all of you there's um like flashback memories that are yeah you can uh find sort of hidden throughout the world if you pick up all of those it's revealed that the ghost uh thing that you meet at the beginning of the game is actually your mom right uh and there's something special about her that allows her to like send her like projections like forward and backwards in time Mm -hmm. um and she did it to you know set you on your path yeah Yeah, I I think that the uh, the story is definitely there, but really frequently in the course of gameplay, you're just left without having sort of like a touchstone to keep up with it at all. Yeah, yeah. I I don't even like. It's not that it has a bad story. I think that right. like sort of the other things we've been sort of nitpicking about is it's the way that it's presented to the player is really slow. To yeah. the point where you've kind of lost the track of the... You lose the thread of the story, especially between gameplay sessions. Yeah. Like, trying to jump back um, into the, the the game after, you know, being out for a couple days. I don't know. I never felt like I remembered what I was doing or where I was supposed to be going. Yeah. Um, and especially even just between... Because, like, the the story takes place basically as I encountered it in the dungeons usually is where you yeah. got your sort of exposition. Um, but the, the gameplay in between that, especially once the world opens up could be so much time, you know, mm-hmm. depending on how long you spend exploring other places or trying to find the next place to go. Yeah. So it's not even that like, it's uh, necessarily doing a good job of keeping you engaged in the story either. Yeah. And I think that's, that is kind of a hazard because if you look at like, if you look at Super Metroid, there Uh is not a lot of story period. There's definitely like, there's hardly an exposition. There are like, like most of the, most of the story that you pick up is just from looking at your environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, There there aren't even like cutscenes or anything. Uh, Yeah. And I realized that this game wanted to have more of a real like, you know, plot line than that. Uh-huh. Uh, I was just going to say, even think of something like uh, Symphony of the Night, which is also pretty light on story, yeah. but still manages to communicate its story. I mean, it still tells it, right? You've right. got Richter Belmont in the beginning. He dies. You've got Alucard. He meets Maria. Maria's like, what's up with Richter? Alucard's like, I don't know. And then there's like the Dark Priest Shaft and yeah. like Dracula, the yeah, succubus. You get and, like, like better characterization 
Yeah, there are all of these like sort of bigger tentpole story moments that I don't know, for some reason do a better job of communicating that story even if they're very brief, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's 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 kind of too bad. There's there's more the story is better than it what what's a good way to say this? Like this Maybe this, this sounds mean, actually, but like, like the story concept deserved a better telling. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. like it's it's just it was a good idea, but the way that it was presented was inaccessible uh-huh. to a degree, which kind of gets in the way of enjoying it, which is a shame. Yeah, definitely. I I think if there was, well, I don't know. I'm trying to like because I feel like there's the the story pre- presentation is pretty spread out in like symphony of the night too it is but it didn't feel like it didn't feel the same way yeah i'm not quite sure how to characterize that difference and i didn't feel like lost in the story of symphony of the night right i don't know i would i wonder if that's just because like it follows like a basic like archetype that we're familiar with already that could you know be. like a castlevania game right <laughs> whereas this didn't yeah as much you know that could be or if maybe they're just like i mean you know of course one of the sort of notable things about that game is its voice acting uh <laughs> So maybe just, like, the presentation of it is more memorable. That could be. You know? Does, uh, does Naya slash Naja slash whatever her name is, does she... So she definitely picks up memories of things when she goes to those those ruined civilizations. Does she talk yeah. about it? Do you she, yeah, there's, like, a little... After you beat each boss or get a new form, there's okay. a little, like cutscene sequence that's like oh these are the the fish people that learned how to shoot fireballs out of their hand uh they were so proud of their power that they went out and tried to fight everything uh but then their fighting got them killed yes in the end they blew themselves up (laughs) yeah or like oh these are the the red fish people who swam really fast and like to eat things but then they you know, promised their civilization to a dark god, and his his darkness infected the whole civilization, and that's why there's weird flesh everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe it's it's too much of just her. That could be. There isn't really any sort of interaction that I saw. Yeah. With other characters. Well, when you finally meet the the human, like that's the first real person that you run into, right? Yeah. Is that is that okay story just lost something in the telling somehow? Yeah. Definitely could have been somehow presented in a better, more engaging way. Yeah. Um what else we got? Um I guess is that kinda getting to the, the wrap up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
Uh, okay, so how would we how would we characterize like what's sort of like interesting or novel about this game? So, especially for the time, uh, the movement, you know, moving around in a uh, like a flying or swimming setting instead of being a platform is novel. Yeah. Um, the only other two games that I can think of that uh, are this way would be Owlboy. Uh-huh. Obviously, oh, yeah, right? That's which true. We, we played, which actually I guess does a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. Oh, right. Uh, where you're in like a little UFO. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game started development the year that this game came out. Oh, that's interesting. But didn't come out until 2011. So. Huh. Wonder if that's a coincidence or not. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Um, but so like. The the traversal is definitely unique. Mm-hmm. The uh, the integration of like the the song with the background and with the spells like that's yeah. Is that a? I'm trying to think of like where else I would have seen that. Where you sort of like live do button combinations to cast spells, kind of thing. Uh, well, I mean, Symphony of the Night. Yeah, but that even that's that that's more like a that's more like you do like a fighting game move. Yeah, I guess you're as right. As opposed to like stringing together notes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. And especially like having it be again just so well integrated with the rest of the music and and sound and stuff. That seems like a Yeah. say a special point that this game has in its favor. Yeah, definitely. Uh no, no, no. Like it, it has some sort of like light physics puzzle elements, right? Like mm-hmm. you can pick stuff up and move stuff around. You can. There's, there's a few times where you can use, you can use like, you can pull shells off of enemies so that you can expose yeah. the weak points. You can like, you can pick up enemies and lead them into other enemies. Mm-hmm. You can just pick up rocks and drop them on things. That's kind of fun sometimes. That's true. You can actually um, sometimes fight guys that are way above your ability if you can like use rocks really well really really well (laughs) yeah you could also use them as shields sometimes effectively um yeah i I guess having like a crafting system it is not like unique in and of itself but unique for the genre yeah that's true because that that did kind of get picked up i mean we, we saw that in um uh what's what's the new game that came out that isn't castlevania but is definitely castlevania oh uh bloodstained bloodstained curse of the moon yes that whole game yeah uh because there's the other one oh right it's not the other one yeah the one that's more symphony of the night less uh retro retrovania yeah uh, that one has a like a very similar crafting system in some ways. Put put the mm. things together and get a thing out of it. Right. Uh, although, man, no, I guess even that one's kind of tedious. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think honestly, I don't I don't like crafting systems that much in games. Just yeah. generally, like it's not something where I'm like, oh man, like I wonder what the crafting is like in this game. Uh, and it's definitely like. Uh like a trend thing i feel like you yeah. know that's that's really come in lately do you do you uh, have a particular it's... game that you think is a good example of it being done well 
trying to think. Uh, no. I don't think I'm ever, like, excited to see a crafting right? system. I honestly... The best that I... I, I was just going to say, the best that I can hope for is that it's not important and I don't need to engage with it. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. That's wrong. Fallout 4. I think Fallout 4 has a fantastic crafting system. Yeah. Because in that, in that one, it, it kind of takes care of all the breaking down stuff into its component parts for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's the first game that actually makes the fact that you can pick up literally anything important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, I actually, I don't hate uh, Minecraft. Oh, like sure. Like, being able to put stuff on a grid <clears throat> and being able to drop stacks of stuff on the grid to make multiples of that item, like, really efficiently. Yeah. Like, that that's kind of cool. Uh-huh. And, like, the, the intuitiveness of being, like, oh, like, if I put a rock on this side of the stick, then it's an axe. But if I put a rock <laughs> on both sides of the stick, then it's a mining axe, you know? Yeah. Pickaxe. That's true. Uh, but, yeah, this query does not meet those high standards. <laughs> no. What, why is it called Aquaria? <laughs> well, that's the name of the world, obviously. Yeah. And because it's underwater... <laughs> Well, yes. <laughs> Obviously, the creator was aware of what he was making. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, I'm underwater now. I'm, I'm, what, what am I going to come up with? What is this some kind of aquarium? Oh, wait, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Genius. Another brilliant creation. <laughs> uh, if they wanted to add a subtitle to it, they could uh-huh. say it's like Aquaria the verse or something like that oh yeah because you know the verse binds us right (laughs) Uh, everything in this world yeah um yeah i don't think that's strictly necessary though no could be called naya's tale yeah underwater memories underwater memories <laughs> i mean i kind of put it in the same the same category as like frostpunk sure we're like ah, oh, you're using it doesn't say it's... much about the game itself other than the setting <laughs> <laughs> it's awfully on the nose yeah <laughs> um is there any extra room for improvement that we haven't already discussed um, there was a couple of things that I thought of while we were doing the episode. Um, one is that everything needs significantly less health points. Yeah. Um, killing anything in this game, unless it's like a very small fish, takes too long. It involves a lot of like swimming in circles, shooting endless projectiles at the thing. Yeah. 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 Um, everything is like a bullet sponge for no reason. Yeah. And I, I don't. And, like, I guess maybe this could go in for the novel ideas. To be fair, like, it's not a strictly combat-oriented game. Yeah. You know, there are sections where you... There are hostile enemies, but really only boss battles, I would say, probably are where it's necessary to fight something. Right. Uh, But... Even so, though, it... Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of contributes to the overall... Like, it just takes a lot of time to do things in this game. Yeah. Um, but other than that, along... You know, everything else that we've said already uh, in the body of the episode, uh, map could easily be, like, half the size that it is. 
um, keeping story events more prominent and more uh, like coming at you faster, not not so far spaced out. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly marking areas that need to be returned to or at least making them memorable in such a way that you know where they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think this is a game where do you want to skip the story for the gameplay or skip the gameplay for the story? I mean, the gameplay isn't that great. So I guess I'd skip the gameplay for the story. Yeah, I think the gameplay is... But the story is, takes, well, takes too long to get to. The reason so. that it takes too long to get to is because the gameplay's in the way, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, That's I think... That's true. Ultimately, like as much, yeah, I think this is a case where I would rather just get to the next part of the story and see what happens next. Yeah. Uh, it does kind of make me curious about um, Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet, though, because like this game, we had issues with the gameplay. And actually, Owl Knight, we had very similar issues with that gameplay in that game. Yeah, that's true. So I wonder, I wonder if it's just like... Maybe you can't make a Metroidvania where you fly. <laughs> you know, like is that is that just the thing? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Maybe uh well have you played all the way through Shadow Planet? No, I haven't actually played it at all. I, I think I might have a copy of it, but Yeah, I only played it a couple times at Friend's House. I never really sat down and tried to go through it. Maybe that would be a good uh uh piece to round out a little trifecta of Owlboy and Aquaria. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Definitely. Uh, and finally, would we uh, recommend this to anybody? No, I don't think so. No. I there, the gameplay isn't enjoyable enough. I mean, maybe I know that like there are people out there that don't want a combat-heavy game, right? And if that's something, if that's like a value that's important to you. This might be a fun game, or it might fall into. But I don't know. Like, aren't you going to get to the? You're going to get to the boss, and you're going to be like, "Well, I don't want to do this." Yeah, that's true. Because the bosses are like pretty combat, even though they're puzzly. Like, they also rely on sort of like shooter mechanics, where you have to dodge projectiles and switch back and forth between forms and cast different spells. You know, with good timing and stuff, and Uh it ends up being combat. Yeah. Even if you really like Metroidvania games, I mean, like, maybe I, maybe it's a good idea just from kind of, like, a historical curiosity standpoint. Maybe, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, like, it is well thought of, well-reviewed, won awards when it came out, so... Yeah. It's just not, it's just not presented as accessibly as so many other games are. Yeah. You could and, you know, I mean, that might just come down to the fact that we are almost 10 years out from when this game came out. And if this was the beginning of the sort of Metroidvania revolution or uh, re- resurgence, right. then there's been so much iteration and, and tightening of mechanics since then Yeah, that, you know... Yeah, someone had to take that first step. <laughs> right. And those first steps never look as good as the, the place they end up taking you to. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, uh, yeah, 
I, I, unfortunately, I think that I would not recommend this to anyone. Yeah, I'm afraid it's not it's not the classic that I wanted it to be. It's <laughs> <sighs> a, a shame. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> um, I haven't picked uh, a game for next week or next time. I have a couple that I'm thinking of, but I'll sort of round that off and let you know. Okay. But in the meantime, if people want to get a hold of us. Uh, they can they can you know like things they can subscribe right. things you can comment on stuff you uh-huh. can subscribe to notifications or RSS feeds or whatever. Yeah, listen. Let's face it. Uh, in a month's time, who knows if you have a house, if you have a job, <laughs> but there's probably going to be free internet somewhere. So right, you at know, least you might as well podcasts. listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, we're on uh, Castbox at Brothers. Oh wait, nope. No games these days. Games these days. Oh, that was a weird regression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, iTunes and Spotify as well. Mm-hmm. We got some. Um, we got Facebook. Uh, haven't made that website yeah, yet. I have a website. <laughs> I have a website. Yeah, we can. You know, we can upload the. Uh, we can now upload things to the website. Great. But Tumblr is still managing the posts. Okay. And FeedBurner is still managing the RSS feed, when really that could mm-hmm. all be taking place in the website. Well, you know, maybe with uh, some extra time yeah. floating around, uh, you know, that'll be a thing. Right. I wish I had extra time. Oh. <laughs> I'm still working. <laughs> yeah. It's just different place. Actually, you know, the terrible... Well, never mind. This doesn't have anything to do with the podcast. We don't have to talk about the state of the world right now. <laughs> um, but until, until next time... Until next time... Brother! brother. Really out of sync. <laughs> uh, that worked out pretty well. Yeah, I think so. Do you have some sort of filter on your webcam? <laughs> no, I don't think so. At least if I do, I don't know how. I don't know why. Weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I was pretty sure it didn't even work to begin with. Huh. So the fact that it's working uh, is a little oh. bit of a mystery. Well, now you left the call. Oh, no. Did I just... Oh, no. Did I... Oh, no. Did I... Oh, no. Wait. Where'd you go? 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 Where'd you go?